Welcome to The Dark Divide, a podcast that takes a seat, dangles its legs over the edge, and stares into the abyss. This is the story of Brandon Swanson. The atmosphere on Minnesota West College was palpable on May 13, 2008. Classes were over, the year was finished, and everyone was walking around without that visible stress they'd been carrying just days before. Brandon Victor Swanson had just graduated high school the previous summer and was floating on the high of wrapping up his first successful year at college. He was studying wind energy technology and halfway done his Associate of Applied Science degree. Annette and Brian Swanson were so proud of where their son was in life at just 19 years old. Brandon was responsible, reliable, just a well-rounded kid. They encouraged him to celebrate all his hard work when he told them he'd be heading out to a party with some friends. He actually attended two house parties that night, the last one being in Canby, about 30 miles from his house where the campus was, a drive that Brandon was very familiar with. And he was in good spirits when he left the party around midnight, getting into his car to make the 40-minute drive home. But at 1.54 a.m., Annette would wake to the sound of a phone call in the middle of the night. Never a good sign. She sighed in relief when she heard Brandon's voice on the other end. He sounded a little frantic, saying that he'd just driven his car into a ditch and couldn't get it out. He was fine, and the car was fine too, just stuck. After a while of trying to drive it out, he'd given up, and he asked if they could just come get him. Of course, of course, we're coming, Annette assured him while Brian was already getting out of bed and switching the bedroom lights on. Where are you? She asked. Brandon couldn't pinpoint exactly where he was, but he knew the general area, somewhere around Lind, a small town just seven miles away from his house. He gave them directions and stayed on the phone while they drove, straining to see his car lights reflect in the distance. But after passing where he thought he was, they didn't find him. Brandon blinked his car lights, and so did they, but both just saw pitch black. Annette wasn't trying to argue with her son, but clearly he had given them the wrong location. Still, he was adamant that he was right where he said he was, and they were the ones who got it wrong. A couple times, the call was dropped, or maybe Brandon hung up out of frustration. Eventually, he agreed to stay on the line, but said he was going to leave the car and start walking towards the lights that he saw. In his bright white short-sleeved shirt, he'd be easy to spot if they crossed paths while he made that trek. He said that when he got to Lind, he'd meet them in a parking lot of a local bar. They kept talking while Brian drove, figuring that this would be a running joke of a story by the morning. But that's when everything shifted from frustration to serious worry. When 47 minutes into the call, Brandon interrupted himself and said, Oh shit! And then the call was silent. Brandon? Brandon, are you there? Both of his parents shouted, but Brandon was unresponsive. They kept calling out to him, thinking that maybe if he couldn't get to his phone physically for some reason, they could still manage to yell and hear each other. After minutes that felt like hours... They decided to hang up and call him back, ringing him over and over and over. Maybe he couldn't see his phone in the dark and the screen lighting up could help him. But Brandon didn't pick up. 